maybe one we came across recently is they're looking into how often people work out, right? So we want to, of course, increase that number. And we're looking at people who work out once or twice a week on average. And we figured, oh, you know, if you work out once or twice a week, most weeks, you probably work out once or twice a week. Like they're usually consistent, right? But that actually was not the case at all. <laughs> people who work out, at least, you know, this is on average speaking here, right? But people who work out that frequently tend to work out in spurts, right? They'll do like zero workouts for a week or two, and then three or four in a week, and they go back to none. That was surprising. It makes us think like these people want to work out more often. Maybe they're just, they call it vacation or something. I'm not sure, but that was unusual. Welcome to the Superset Podcast, episode 36. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. Oh. In, in stereo. Yeah, in harmony, <laughs> if either of us could sing. Right. So if you're hearing this shortly after it came out, like within a day or two, and you live in the Boston area, you have time to come on, hang out with us. Yeah. If you are so inclined. What is it, the 27th? The 27th, which is the Saturday, we're going to be hanging out at... Fogo de Chao. In Boston. I hope I'm saying that right. But yeah, we'll be getting there around six. So if you want to hang out with us, swing on by and say hi. And we'd love to see you. Yes, we would. Yeah. So what, pray tell, do you have in store for people? Okay. So here's what we have in store. We're going to talk about Gratitude Week at Tonal. Okay. We have new updates to the guides that Kate and Daya keep updated awesome. on Facebook. We have new updates to the Tonal mobile app, new content. We have in the news with instructors, in the news with Tonal, there's celeb sightings, Tonal talks, and we have kind of a breakdown of a recent Tonal talk, the Tonal Strength Institute with Troy Taylor. We're going to talk about that because there was a lot of really great information, so I want to dig into that. And also, we have an announcement for the December challenge group that is going to be coming up with the Tonal community. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode and maybe leave us a review. That's oh, always yes, help, please. helpful as well. You can also, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash superset podcast. And while you're there, be sure and like the page and join the group. And if you want to watch these episodes, you can do that, too, at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. And all the episodes for both podcasts live over there. So there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Thanksgiving is almost upon us, which means it is gratitude week at Tonal and presumably other places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hopefully other... they're not the sole people in the world who are grateful. I hope not, but, but it is a weird world right now. Some so. days it feels like. Yeah, I know, right? But here's what's going on at Tonal. There are tons of live classes this week. And if you scroll down, we have some details on what exactly that means. There's going to be a ton of live classes, like I said. So from the 21st to the 27th, you can join 
your favorite coaches for live Thanksgiving themed power hit workouts. And if you can't make the live workout times, no big deal. You can take them during Encore or on demand. And so just make sure you check out Tonal's Spotlight Row. And that's going to feature those workouts. But here's the cool part. In the spirit of giving back, Tonal is going to donate $5 to Meals on Wheels in San Francisco for every member who takes part in a Thanksgiving-themed live encore or on-demand workout between November 22nd and November 25th. And Tom, I got mine in today. I am covered. Awesome. That's good. I know. I'm excited. I've never done the live one, so... Are you a little intimidated? I don't know. I just, I just, I'm, I'm just not good at planning my day. Well, I think also they tend to happen when you're at work. Maybe you'll get a there little. There we go. They're when I'm at work. <laughs> Maybe you'll get some more options, like whenever they expand their calendar. I know that they are planning on opening up a New York studio at some point, so there'll probably be a wider variety of live class times. Then you won't have an excuse. What are you going to do then? I'll come up with a different excuse. All right. That sounds right. That sounds it's right. Attracts. Kinda, it's kind of my superpower. It really is. <laughs> You've got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to avoiding things. Yes, mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of avoiding things and yes. making excuses, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you need to replace a move. <laughs> yeah. Now we joke, but we there joke. are seriously good times to do this. Maybe yes. you have an injury. Maybe it's something that's like you're not strong enough to do the move for maybe whatever reason. You want to punch barbell front lifts in the dick yeah that could be yeah that could be a thing but there's a way to do it you can replace a move on most workouts you can't replace them on live workouts yet but pretty much most of the workouts that are like in the library or that are not starting off as like a live workout you can change the movement so what you want to do is follow the instructions that are in the guide out in the official tonal community it's super easy before you start the class you just review the workout details And then you find the exercise you want to move and then you tap the arrow, pick your new move as you scroll through it and then decide that's the one you want. Boom, you're done. So this is great. It is. And it's great for people exercising with an injury. Yeah. You know, and it's easier than the move you were going to do. Yeah, it it is. And, (laughs) and, um, and, you know, I said they're not available for live workouts, but I also want to point out the movement replacement is also not available for yoga workouts. Gotcha. Good to know. Mm hmm. Handy little feature. And there has also been a mobile update for people. Yep. It's a super easy one. Well, I don't know how easy it was to do. I should say (laughs) that it's something that you might notice on your own, but it is in the Tonal app. So if you happen to be a person that has a lot of friends that you follow on Tonal, sometimes you can miss your friend's workouts. So now you can go directly to that friend's profile and see what they've been up to on the Tonal recently. Then, if you want, you can give them a kudos for every workout they've ever crushed. How amazing is that? Well, that's awesome. I love it. It's very convenient for me because I'm following now up to three people. Woo! So it's a lot to juggle. Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds tough. <laughs> so it's me, Kate, and Mark, right? <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> You're very choosy. <laughs> Somebody clicks follow on me. I'm following them back. <laughs> You're more uh, ambitious than I am. I am. Which I think anyone who listens on a regular basis is already aware of. I don't know. You're you're crushing those workouts, honey. (laughs) (laughs) New tonal content. As always, tons of new content for people to enjoy. So, so much. Let's see. We've got several. We've got like three posts about this. So Mm -hmm. we started off with new yoga 
Caporia Yoga. And that's Go With The Flow with Coach Brett. Brazilian Yoga Kick with Coach Brett. New Pilates. We've got Pilates Core for athletes with Coach Francis. New Bar, which is Cross Training Bar with Coach Gabby. We've got a new warm-up. Power punch warm up with Coach Gabby. That's a really good way. It's a boxing style warm up. So, especially if you're going to do a kickboxing, perfect. Okay. New meditation, mental escape with Coach Allison. Loving Coach Allison's meditation. She is crushing it. Also, a new cardio, 15 minutes of sweat with Coach Trace. Excellent. And next item up for bid. Yeah, there's even more. There's a brand new program by Coach Nicolette, Mastering Major Lifts. This is an intermediate full body four times a week for four weeks program. This builds strength by mastering the major lifts like the front squat, <clears throat> Tom, the What's deadlift that? and the pull down. So if you've never tackled these movements or Tom, you struggle <laughs> with them, this is your chance to hone your technique and reap the gains. Every day features a different movement pattern from squatting, pressing, hinging, pulling as you explore the different compound lifts. So this is perfect. Then you've got new strength, which is Metabolism Reset Coach with Coach Woody, a beginner, 30 minutes full body, all about getting lean. Then you have Sweat Like Coach with Coach Paul. This is an advanced full body, 30 minutes. And this is like a Coach Paul classic, complete with advanced moves, pushing past adversity and training like a pro. Then you've got Quick Fits, Quick Fit Shredded Shoulders with Coach Paul, Quick Fit Back Strength with Coach Liz. New yoga, hands-off flow with Coach Jake. Unwind chill flow with Coach Francis. New bar, your intro to bar with Coach Francis. New recovery, how to stretch your core with Coach Nicolette. This is key. People do not stretch their core. This is really important. New cardio, cardio with a side of core with Coach Woody. And another new meditation, quantum jumping meditation with Coach Jared. Quantum jump. Am I going to land in another dimension? Yes. What is ha- happening there? <laughs> it's to help connect members to the power of their breath. So that's going to help you find clarity and release from stress. This is really good for tackling anxiety before a big game, work presentation, or life change. It's also good for Scott Bakula. <laughs> There's also a new family fitness class, Kids Camp Superheroes with Coach Paul. Heard tons of good things about this. This is perfect. For beginners, it's a full body 14 minutes. That was number two. Coaches in the news. So we had a couple of different posts from coaches this week, just kind of, I don't know, their thoughts and musings about life and fitness in general. Yeah. And I really love that the tonal coaches are so accessible and they're also always posting things that are super motivational. The first one that we have here is from Coach Jackson, and he talks about who do you work out for? He started off by always working out for himself. Mm-hmm. And he found that like that only took him so far. It helped him learn how to work hard, push himself, overcome obstacles, and he gained confidence. But again, that only got so far. So then he started figuring out that there's other things. So he started looking for other ways to move forward. And that's when he became a personal trainer. And so that helped him kind of move forward by helping other people. And so that's what he started working out for, other people. Then came Tonal and this amazing community, and that now inspires him to be his strongest. And also he talked about his wife and how his family is now very important to him, and that motivates him. And I found it interesting to kind of hear about like these different things that drive him, because I think we all, as we go through the different cycles and stages of life, 
we all have different drivers. Yeah. But it's amazing to see that like somebody who's so focused, he's had all these different reasons, but it all kind of comes back to fitness for him. And not all of us have that, right? I didn't I didn't start in a place. You didn't start in a place no. where like fitness was ever important. But no. even today for us, we have different reasons might change daily of the why we work out. So I think it's pretty cool. And I'm glad that Coach Jackson shared that. Absolutely. And then Coach Paul had an interesting post as well. He did. Again, I'm just like so impressed with these guys being all of our coaches, guys being plural for people. (laughs) Gender neutral guys. Yes, gender neutral. So this one, he talks about how he wanted to keep it real because he's had a really rough couple of months. He's been battling behind the scenes to stay disciplined with his mind, body and soul, depending despite what it looks like on the surface. And when he moved to LA, it's had a lot of ups and downs. So life hasn't really been easy. And he has found that continuing to move helps him find his peace. And he talked about being able to do the live classes with us. The community is helping him build a rhythm and routine in life. And that's helping him get on top of things and stay on top of it in 2021, which is helping him kind of out of that rut that he was in. So he had to miss a live class since live classes started coming out. He's He missed a couple, actually. But he really wants all of us to pop in and train with him because that motivates him. That drives him and gets him going. And so I wanted to point this out because we all need each other. That's what this community is about. And so being able to have the opportunity to have an impact on somebody else, especially one of our coaches, the people that drive us, I just think that's amazing. So If you get a chance, make sure that whenever Paul does a live class, stop in, say hello by hitting the button to all your friends and just showing up. I'm sure it'll mean a lot to Paul. I'm sure it will. And then finally, Coach Nicolette. Yeah. And, you know, I just Coach Nicolette is just such a bright light. I just love her. She started with a quote from in the absence of love and belonging, there's always suffering. And she said that she has been exploring this theme of belonging lately because when she was doing the class, the first live class that she did, she felt a deep sense of true belonging. And she talked about how throughout her life, she's never really felt like she belongs. She's always been an outsider, maybe because of her piercings, her tattoos, her (laughs) hardcore music, but it's all been kind of like at a distance. So she talked about what does belonging mean? And for her, it's about acceptance and belonging to herself, that it's not about fitting in or being cool, being the best, having the most friends. It's showing up as any version of yourself and being supported, loved, and appreciated, despite how you might feel about yourself. And she feels like the community does that for her. And she loves being a part of something bigger than herself. And I just thought that was really wonderful. And I'm so glad that she feels like she belongs because I can't imagine there being a tonal without a Coach Nicolette. (laughs) Totally. And I think it also just shows you that like... Everybody has those moments, right? You know, people that you, I love that our coaches are so real. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, They're all amazing. Look who's talking about tonal. So time magazine is starting to roll out their end of year lists and tonal makes the list of best inventions of 2021. Well, I, I agree with time magazine on this one, except for the date. Yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're a few a years behind, Yeah, but you know what? They caught up yes. and we got to give them that. And, it, you know, like any invention, it's not like we know like, oh, Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Well, it was a while before every you had enough people that had a telephone. 
that it was on everybody's radar. Right. That it became a household thing. Yes. Yeah. And Tonal's getting there. Every day gets them a little bit closer. It does. But that's really cool to see them making something like Time Magazine. It is. Congrats to Tonal, the whole team. And then Rob Webb sat down with VentureBeat to talk about how Tonal is turning media landscape upheaval into opportunity. So this article is a little bit technical in nature. And by technical, I mean marketing technical. Yeah. Not uh, like about the behind the scenes right. of technical. You don't need to be an engineer. No, no. Yeah. No. But really what they're talking about here is how like over the last year and a half of COVID, obviously there's been a huge amount of growth. But internal marketing analytics and forecasting abilities have really been key for Tonal to stay on top of it, ride that wave and keep riding it, especially post-COVID. You know, we're hearing from some other companies, including Peloton, that their numbers aren't staying up there. But Tonal appears to just keep on going, which is fantastic. They have a lot of deep understanding of the channels that they're working within in their marketing channels. And that is so, so important. So If you want to get a deep dive on this, this is going to be a great article for you to check out. We will post it over in the Superset group so you can check it out. And uh, for those of you who live in the Sacramento area, Tonal is opening a showroom there at the Westfield Galleria. Did it say when it's opening? If it did, I don't remember. December 9th. How exciting. Yeah. So if you live in the area and you haven't checked out Tonal yet, here's a great opportunity. I thought it was interesting that it wasn't like a pop-up or Nordstrom's. It's a flat-out showroom in Sacramento. So I thought that's pretty cool. And it you is. could probably stop by and uh, get yourself a Tonal t-shirt or something if you're so inclined. Yeah. And it's like the first time that they're entering the Sacramento market. So that's pretty big deal. Absolutely. Wow. And then we came across this article called, Is Your Peloton Spying on You? And we wanted to address it because they talk about some other pieces of connected fitness equipment in there. And one of them is the tonal. And And can I just give it a big old? (laughs) Yeah. So so if you have stumbled across this article and it made you scratch your head or even worse, made you concerned, we wanted to point out that it is completely incorrect with what it says about tonal. Yeah. It talks about tonal having a camera and it says that if you were to take images with the camera that Tonal might share them with third party, along with data about your gender, location, name, and connected social media accounts. And supposedly they got this information from the foundation. They said that Tonal shared audio and video data to the following third parties, service providers, connected applications, social media, public audience, and legal authorities. The company also provides no retention details and mentions no ways to delete the data for anyone but California resident. Now it has changed. It originally said that Tonal was going to sell the data. Now it has said, while it does not sell data outright, Tonal can share the heck out of it, Mozilla found. However, when I reached out to Tonal, they said all this information was incorrect. We all know they're not using the camera now. And I pointed that out to this person and they never responded or fixed it. So, Well, and it says if you take a pic, how do you, you couldn't, you can't take a picture if you want to. I guess it's saying that like if you use the camera, you're making images, but I don't know. It's just all incorrect and it's it's irritating that it's incorrect. <laughs> Very much so. Tonal celebrity sightings. Inside Nova has an article about Lance Bass where he sings the praises of his tonal. Now, do you think we need to tell anybody who Lance Bass is? Oh, I just assumed everybody knows that he's from Back Sync. Boys. In sync. Degrees. He's in sync. 
Yeah, I know, right? All those boy bands. New kids yeah. on the And you the know scene. what, Tom? I never listened to any of them. Like none. That was never my jam. But I know it's a lot of people's. And this is a totally. huge deal because it's Absolutely. talking about how Tonal specifically changed his life. Yes. That is amazing. Yeah, I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Or as cool as NSYNC can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rock guy, so I have to make fun of them. It's the law. Right. And then also, Troy Jones was spotted with a tonal yeah we have to give credit to oscar martinez for for posting this out in the official tonal community mm-hmm. so thank you for doing that so world boxing champion gervonta davis is using tonal to prepare for his pay-per-view world title defense in december and it's all thanks to his strength and conditioning coach troy jones and if you look behind him in this image you can see there are three tonals lined up behind mm. him so that's really cool and then if you watch it, you can see him using it briefly in the intro of the All Access episode. So pretty and cool. Because I'm not a sports guy. I don't know who any of those people are. World champion, baby. It's all that matters. World champion. It's something. They're doing better than me. Boxing. World champion of boxing. <laughs> it literally said that. <laughs> I even said it out loud. That's what happens when people talk about sports to me. I know. I just, just instantly glaze You over. hear nothing. Nothing. It's just like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Maybe if I made a movie about it, you'd remember it. Perhaps. Or maybe I wrote a song. I don't think a song. A movie, maybe, but I don't know that a song would. Okay. Okay. Tonal Talks. And just a quick rundown of some of the Tonal Talks that might have snuck by us. So this is all about one Tonal Talk. This is a huge deal, though. This happened on November 17th at 7 p.m. Central. So you have to do the math to figure out for your time zone. (laughs) But listen, this is amazing. This is all about the Tonal Strength Institute. And they did an update. And so we've been kind of watching it. They're basically making this like compendium of all these experts. Okay. I'm talking about how they're going to use these experts' amazing expertise to build on Tonal. So check this out. So we talked, Troy was the first person on and he talked, well, it was the only person on, he talked to Kate about all of these different experts that they were going to be discussing. The first one was Dr. Brad Schoenfeld. He is a hypertrophy expert. They called him the preeminent researcher in hypertrophy. He literally wrote the book on actually maximizing muscle growth. Now, this is not a book like you and I could pick up and actually you know, just like use because as Because we haven't done enough hypertrophy <laughs> and we just don't have the strength to pick up this book. No, what I'm saying oh. is it's a college level oh. book. Like I'm not saying it's a book that he just wrote. Like this is a text. Like a textbook. And so he loves his tonal and he is involved in these amazing research studies that tonal is teaming up with him on. One is all about the dynamic weight modes and what their effect is on muscle growth and activation. The first phase is going to be like they put this little patch on your muscles. And Mm -hmm. then whenever people do the workouts with like eccentric mode or smart flex, they test to see how activated the muscles are. Interesting. Assuming that goes well, because that's like a one time thing. Right. Assuming that they're activated, they're going to move to the second phase is going to measure muscle protein synthesis. Now, that is the building block to all muscle building. Okay. That is hypertrophy. Okay. So you have to go in and test that with a needle. You have to like grab a little piece of the muscle. So if they do that. Like a muscle biopsy? It's not quite that. Okay. But it's close. From what I can tell. All I know is you need a needle. This is not a patch like the first phase. Gotcha. But what they're going to do is they're going to have people work out with, again, eccentric and smart flex and the different modes. 
And then they're going to see, did the muscle grow after one time using it? If that goes well, they're going to do a third phase, which is a longitudinal study using SmartFlex versus non-SmartFlex, eccentric versus non-eccentric. They're going to compare over time what happens to those muscles. This is so incredibly exciting because they really believe that these different smart modes or these advanced modes are going to show so much promise. But this will be the proof. This will be like it works. Well, you know, the other thing that is probably at play here, and maybe you you were going to get to this and I'm just going to jump in like a man. Mm -hmm. What? Probably. (laughs) Already see the face. But like in the past, if you wanted to do a study like this, you really couldn't get the data. Like you don't know for sure what people are lifting, when they're lifting. Did they really lift it? Where now with a tonal, like you can actually track real data. These are going to have to be done controlled studies. So they'll have to be done in a lab. So you would have been able to do the same thing back then. But this will be like comparing free weights or, you know, and a tonal and to see like how much better that tonal is. I mean, I think that anybody who uses a tonal suspects it's better, but to actually see it will be fascinating. Absolutely. And then we have Dr. Stacy Sims. This is also very exciting. Now, she is talking about or looking at, she's an expert on women's lifting. She has proven over the last 20 years, there are different things to think about with women, including muscle cascades, like how everything works, hormonal considerations, muscle activations. And she's like the main person that's been studying this over the last 20 years. So what they're anticipating is that we're going to start seeing potentially specific programming. So Dr. Sims has identified seven areas that we really don't know anything about with women specifically. Mm. And so she's going to collaborate with Tonal and they are going to build brand new knowledge in this area. And Kate kind of let it slip that there are things that they are working up for the community. (laughs) She's worked with Dr. Sims specifically for things that they are working on with the community. So I am really excited about this because so many users of Tonal are women. Yeah. And and they even said during this Tonal talk that like strength, the entire background is really not servicing women. So this is incredibly exciting. And then we move on to David Martin, Dr. David Martin. This is going to be all about sports performance. So he is looking to build optimal programs for all stages in life. So young, older, sports specific, And so for Dr. Martin, we can anticipate there will be more sports performance programs on Tonal. So things like Better Bike and Tread, et cetera, that's that's like what we'll be looking for from this collaboration. And then Dr. Marcus Elliott, he is an MD. So what he's working with Tonal on is all about what movement should look like across all populations. So they are going to work together to say, you know, You and I probably move a little bit differently, but like there should probably be based on our ages and gender, kind of a basic, like this is how we should move. Right. Well, they're going to work together to find a way to make a more robust and specific assessment. That is what they're hoping for. And to make data that we get in our assessment way back at the beginning, we first started using Tonal to make that data more actionable. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Yeah. I'm so excited about all of these. Next up, we have Dr. Riley Williams, also an MD. This is all about preventative training. So let's say you can do things called prehab 
to keep your shoulder health good. So like lots of mobility, lots of shoulder circles so that you're not putting a lot of pressure on weird points in your shoulder. Mm -hmm. But then they're also going to be working on programming for injuries that have occurred. So let's say you have an injury. Here's what you can do to fix it. So this is incredibly exciting, too, because I feel like this is kind of step one in how we get to where we're helping people do rehab after injuries, which is so incredibly exciting. And it's really cool because all of this was a scoop for the official tonal community. Like this has not been shared with the press at all yet. Oh, wow. This is just for people that like follow along closely. And they also just got done with a study that they did called the Real Feel Study. And it was specifically to see how much heavier tonal feels okay. than it actually is. And this is fascinating. Would you like to guess the percentage? There's a range. I will tell you that, that it feels heavier than it actually is. I don't even know how to guess because I've never lifted the real weights. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, they did four exercises and they kind of tested them side by side. The deadlift, bent over row, front squat, your fave, and then bicep curls. And they were all the barbell versions because that was the easiest way to do apples to apples comparison. Okay. And they wanted to look specifically at the one max rep on both. And then they looked at them again a couple days later after they rested. And then they did an EMG study to see how well it activated the muscle. Anyway, the end result was 16 to 25 percent heavier. Oh, wow. I know. Right. So the deadlift, 16 percent front squat, 16 percent bent over row was like a range, the teens to 20 and the bicep curl, 25 percent, which feels right to me because those brown bicep curls, man, those are. Uh, whew, so does that mean that like <laughs> if you're lifting 10 pounds on a bicep curl, it feels like you're lifting 12? Yes. 12.5 or, or whatever that would however, be. Yeah. yeah however. That's. That's exactly right. And the reason being not just the gravity, but also that the strain is on the entire time. Yeah. And so when you have when you're just lifting a free weight, you can just really swing that. Right. Like with right. A, And it makes sense, too, that a bicep curl would be the heaviest difference because you can swing that bar and you can't really swing a front squat. You can't really sure. swing a deadlift. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that it would feel heavier. And so I am just fascinated by this, but this is incredibly exciting what all they're working on. Oh, and I there's a couple more here. I guess they got out of order, but some of the other things that they are working on with this compendium is Louisa Nicola. She's going to be looking at what tonal does to our brain. So this is from a neurological perspective. So we all know that like working out is a good benefit. We get some serotonin from that, right? But like, how can we use tonal to get the maximum positive benefit? So that's going to be an interesting study, as well as Mike Mancius. He is looking at how to maximize the learning. Okay, so he's been an advisor, an athletic advisor to LeBron James for years, like two decades. Yeah. And so he is going to be looking at how to maximize the learnings that he has found with LeBron, who's this amazing athlete. Heard of him. Yeah. And then how to put it out there on the tonal for all of us to use. So that could lead to potentially a new LeBron program. Who knows? How about that? So all so many exciting things that are happening in the Tonal Strength Institute. I just really felt like just kind of saying, hey, there's a tonal talk just did not do it justice. Totally, yeah. You know, for that brain chemical one, I think they should study me for to figure out why I don't get any of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Kate, we need to we need to get Tom in that study. That could be real interesting. Let's figure out what the hell's wrong with me. I agree. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty big study. <laughs> It's going to take a while. Yes. 
There was another tonal talk that I don't want to skip over Wednesday, November 10th, all about how to make your holidays that are coming up happy and healthy. So this was with Coach Natalie and Kate, and they talked about how to cultivate a balanced approach to wellness while you still enjoy the holiday festivities this year, which is something you and I are really working on. Like, yeah. have a day where you really just do whatever you want, but you don't have to go. But don't have like 30 of them. Right. right. And you can still work out and feel good. Like, you don't have to just like stop everything. So we're going to be working on this in our personal lives. So I am excited to see how this turns out. In case you missed it. The December Community Challenge has been announced and it will feature Tony Horton. It will. They're going to do the entire 20 by 20, 20 in 20 Ignite program. And Coach Tony Horton is actually leading it. So he is going to be in the group, talking to people, doing the videos, the whole spiel. So that is super exciting. And they felt like this was the perfect program because it's... December is it's December. Oh, the holidays are so much stuff going on. And, so and so 20 minutes in and out and you're good to go. I think that makes a lot of sense. It does. I'm excited about this. So he is going to actually join two, two Facebook live Q&As during the challenge. And there's going to be a whole curated list of workouts to round out the strength workout with Coach Tony. Checking in with the Tonal Community. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Brant Belson, and he's here to talk to us about data and tonal and all the magic <laughs> that they do with it. Yeah. I thought there'd be a top hat and a cane. Oh, dang. <laughs> we need to start requiring that when we talk to data well, scientists. Well, data magic. So like right. maybe a handlebar mustache. <laughs> yeah. Is your official title a data scientist? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, do you consider it data magic? <laughs> magic pixie dust just spray over the database. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like magic. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even got to go to school for it anymore, right? They just give you pixie dust and you're like, bloop. So, <laughs> so how long have you been working at Tonal? About four and a half years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's been a while. Yeah. So how did you first like, hear about Tonal? Did you start when you were 15? <laughs> you look so young. <laughs> Honey, we're just getting old. I know. <laughs> I don't feel old. He said wearing an Abbott and Costello t-shirt. Yeah, you're yeah. showing your age a little on yeah. that one. <laughs> so um, yeah, I found out about it through a recruiter. And then uh, it was a pretty quick process back then. It was a smaller, much smaller company. Interviewed with Ali and one of the senior engineers and I was texting back and forth with Ali, and that was pretty much it. They um, were like, pass the yeah. test, join us. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow, you were around back in the days of the kitchen table, like the prototype. Yes. You were, wow. So well, you've seen some things. That's I've, cool. Yeah, I've seen quite a few. There was a time where our, the screen was not portrait, it was landscape. What? It was also much smaller. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a crazy time back then. Wow. Well, I'm glad you guys went with yeah. portrait. That's yeah. a good call. That makes good more call. sense. <laughs> now, what has your personal fitness journey been? Are you a weight guy? No. So I've been more into sports and cardio for most of my life. I played soccer, baseball in college, and then didn't do much strength training, just the bare minimum that I was required to do. And then after I joined Tonal, kind of realized like what I was missing. Like It really helps your health in sports, of course, as well. So since I've joined, I've gotten much more into strength training. Getting a few pounds of muscle, it's been <laughs> it's been good. So, how long was it between when you started and when they could actually send a tonal to your home and you could start using one? 
Oh man, I didn't have one for a while because when we were in the office, I was just using the one there. We had a little mini gym there. Mm-hmm. So I'd get in early in the morning and do my workout there and do my testing there. So I only got one right around the start of COVID for myself. And it's been much nicer, I gotta say. <laughs> I use it a lot more often when it's in my home. Is, is there more than one tonal in the mini gym? Or is there just one that you all have to huddle around? Oh, like at work? At work, yeah. <laughs> there are about five and they were okay. in constant use. I bet. Um, I bet. You had to yeah. sign up. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. That's funny. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Now, when you are a data scientist at Tonal, what kind of data are you pulling from the tonal users that it was previously you didn't know or nobody knew yeah 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 a lot i guess maybe the most important is the cable data we call it so if you're pulling on the cables we're measuring that 50 times a second so we know how far it's pulled out what speed the tension like the force that you're pulling at so we can do all kinds of interesting things with that that was really hard to know in the past so there's a whole lot we do with that and then also just the scale We have thousands and thousands of users all using the same hardware, doing exactly the same things, following the same coach, the same instructions. So we kind of have, it's like a sort of very controlled experiment. We know exactly what they're supposed to be doing and we can figure out how well they're doing it relative to themselves and to everyone else. I picture like these little pop-ups like so-and-so in Detroit isn't using the machine correctly. (laughs) No, not like that. (laughs) Tom in St. Louis is cussing. He's like, yes, daily. Yes. We muted that, actually, because it was just a given. We just assume that you're cussing. So when it comes to that cable that you talk about being pulled out and it's measured, that leads to questions about things like the Y-pull and the pull-through, because I feel like I struggle so much, even set to set, getting like set up correctly, like the right distance from the machine. So that it feels like I'm getting the workout I feel like I'm supposed to be getting. Is that like something that you're constantly like, do you see on exercises like that, that it's a lot of different kind of information coming in? Yeah, definitely. So when we come up with those, the form feedback cues that pop up, right? That people may be cursing at, (laughs) 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 hopefully not too often. But yeah, we check historical data to see what people are already doing and if they're close to right or not. And some of them, you can see there's just a really wide distribution. Some people are, they're just all over. Some people, they don't know where they're supposed to stand, particularly when you're not facing Tolmar, right? You can't see the coach directly. So you kind of have to look, remember, stand a few, and take a few steps away. So yeah, those kind of moves, we see that for sure. And we try to create rules and feedback to help. I bet that's tough because you don't know what you don't know. So I guess that's why you keep doing your iteration process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In some cases, we kind of know that there's sort of rules of thumb and how far you're away, uh, where you're supposed to stand from tunnel, for example. So we can kind of come up with things on that. We also take into account the user, right? Their height, their weight, a bunch of sort of basic demographic things about them. So that, that comes into play too. Okay. So what do you feel like has been the most surprising data point? So actually, we're talking about form feedback, but maybe that's a good example. When we were first about to launch it, we were going through like, checking the data to see what the condition should be to give someone feedback or not. And on the centric phase, we have one that says, it, you know, basically, go slower, lower the weight down slower, right? Yes. And when we checked, all of the coaches and all the experts told us, oh, it should be like at least like two or three seconds. And then we checked people, what they're actually doing. And most sets were under one second. <laughs> they were completely, everyone was doing it like way too fast. They were all really focusing on the concentric portion where you're pulling the cable out, right? <laughs> Not the part where you're letting it back in. They're just kind of like lowering it really fast. 
So we ended up launching where more than half of the sets when we launched, people are getting feedback and they've gotten much better. People have learned. <laughs> but, uh, so you haven't the, adjusted the machine talking to people. It's like that you've actually no. trained the public to where they're better at it now. Oh yeah, my God. Exactly. That's yeah. so that's cool. Amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Like, do you have the actual stats? Like how much better people have gotten? Like, do you see that? Uh, I mean, I'm not asking yeah, for you do. to have it memorized. I'm just saying like a general. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, yeah, we track everything. We have, I don't remember, but I'll uh, my head, but yeah, it's, we track it and it's gotten a lot better. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Can you apply this to voting? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like you're collecting so much data, not personal data, we should say, like this is just kind of broad strokes of here's how people are interacting with the machine. Is there anything that you're learning about strength training in general that was maybe previously unknowable and like now you can capture that information? Yeah. So like one example, so using that cable data, one thing we do is figure out how much a user was struggling during that set. So we have like the suggested weights after every set, before the next set, the weight could go up or down a little bit, right? Depending on how well you did in your whole history. So that's one thing we can really measure better, I think, than anyone ever in the past has been able to exactly how hard a set was for a user without them having to tell us, right? Like sometimes a personal trainer may ask you, well, how hard was that for you? We can measure that pretty accurately, pretty directly. And you can measure it in a way now that's quantifiable, right? Like if you just ask somebody how hard it was, if you ask me, well, I'm a big giant puss. And so I'm going to tell you it's really hard. (laughs) And it might not be hard at all. It could just be that I'm a baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, you definitely (laughs) I have the data to show. I have graphs and pie charts over here. We've got a Tom wall, actually. (laughs) When we show it to you, we show you the graphs, not the pie charts, because if we show you a pie chart, you'll just get hungry and eat it. I mean, that's just incredible because you think about things like in the health industry, like, for example, the pain scale when you're in a hospital environment and they always say, like, what's your pain scale? I think now they show you pictures, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they're like, how much in pain are you? And to this day, we can't actually measure how much pain people are in because it's so subjective. So how fascinating that you can actually see like, oh, no, it was definitely like a seven on your effort level. That's fascinating. Wow. I wonder, do you think there will ever be a day where that Tona will be able to provide like this is how hard that was for you based on our data? Yeah, so we could if we wanted to show users that, I guess. <laughs> but to Tom's point, they may not agree. So. Yeah, yes. I don't know that that would be smart to do from a... a yeah, that's true. You think product. I'm cussing now? Yeah. Wait till I get done. And the machine's like, it wasn't that hard, dude. <laughs> Three out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's not yeah. a good... <laughs> Never mind. Scratch that idea. <laughs> so what do you feel like is the most important data point that like people can use at home that you capture? Yeah, we track a lot of things and the the mobile app has a bunch of that, but kind of maybe counterintuitively, I'd say streaks actually, if I had to pick one number to look at, the rest kind of follows. Like if you work out frequently, show up at least once a week, then you won't lose the habit and everything else will come with that. So yeah, just keep your streak going, I would say. That uh, happens for free. Spoken like a <laughs> personal trainer there, Brant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Branching out. Yeah, that was very inspirational. Wow. <laughs> so on PRs, question about that. Mm-hmm. Whenever it comes to PRs, I have noticed 
this might be a complicated question. It was not on our approved list. Okay. But <laughs> going rogue. we're going rogue. That's right. <laughs> but I had several months off of the tonal because I was really focused on my cardio. And I recently have gotten back into doing programs, which I love. I'm so excited to finally be doing that again. I noticed that like overall, obviously I'm less strong than I was, especially in my upper body. But I'm still getting PRs, even though if like you look at my data and you can see the history, I'm on average below where I was before, but it's still showing that I get PRs. Would that be the behavior that you would expect? Does it take into account my time off? Yeah. So PRs don't take into account your time off, but there's three kinds of PRs. So I'm not sure which ones you're getting, but it's possible that even if you're lifting a little bit less weight than before. So the weights will, I should say that the weights will go down. If you take in time off, um, they're they strong enough to realize that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you lower them yourself. Either way, it'll you know kind of adjust. But yeah, there's three kinds of PRs. One is strength, so those you probably won't get if the weights are lower. But the other two you can. So the other two are volume. So if you just do the same move, basically if you do a whole lot of reps of one move, right, then you could get a higher volume, even if the weight is slightly lower. And then the other is power. So actually, if you have slightly lower weight, you might be able to go so much faster that you can get a power PR. Okay, that does make sense. I do think now that you say that, that they were power and volume. And Mm. then going back to what you were saying before about how interesting it was that the time under tension or how slow people were going on the eccentric was not what you expected. If a person like myself is really focused on that power, you can still go really fast, but you should still be trying to slowly put it back on the eccentric move. Like you have to do both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is... I'll try my best to be a personal trainer here too. I know, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, uh, I've talked to them so many times now, I kind of have their answers memorized. So I think what they would say, it depends on uh, the type of training you're doing. So if it's a strength training style workout, usually the coaches will tell you what sort of what you should do. And if you just follow along what they're doing, that's kind of the right way to go. But for strength training, usually you're supposed to go slower on the eccentric phase. For the HIIT style, like high intensity workouts, it doesn't really matter. You just go do as many reps as fast as you can. Uh, as long as your form is good, you're not going to hurt yourself. That was a very good personal trainer answer. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Has the data shown anything that was the opposite of what you expected or perhaps counterintuitive? Yeah, that happens. That happens a lot. <laughs> I'm to think of an example. Maybe one we came across recently was they're looking into how often people work out, right? So we want to, of course, increase that number. And we're looking at people who work out once or twice a week on average. And we figured, oh, you know, if you work out once or twice a week, most weeks, you probably work out once or twice a week. Like they're usually consistent, right? But that actually was not the case at all. (laughs) People who work out, at least, you know, this is on average speaking here, right? But people who work out that frequently tend to work out in spurts, right? They'll do like zero workouts for a week or two and then three or four in a week and they go back to none. That was surprising. It makes us think like these people want to work out more often. Maybe they're just, they call it vacation or something. I'm not sure, but that was unusual. Yeah. So consistency is something people struggle with for whatever reason. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's there, it's fascinating. Are there things that Tonal can do to like nudge people to get them back in there? Do you do things like that? Definitely. So programs, I think is the best way we do that right now. Streaks and programs, right? So streaks are meant to keep that habit at least week to week going. And then programs as well, right? You try to keep people sticking to a schedule. 
And I know this is completely outside your purview, but I know that there's like emails and stuff that go out that are like, hey, we haven't seen you for a while. Get back on the tonal. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I have seen those emails or anything. This Um, is odd because I haven't. Well, you haven't because you've been consistent since you started. I know. It's just odd for me (laughs) with my history. It's true. But once you decide to do something, you are a very disciplined individual. It is. I suppose. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So what do you feel like is your favorite part about Tonal? I think probably SmartFlex. I'm a bit biased, but SmartFlex, I think. So we did some research. We're still doing some research, I should say, to see how effective it is. There's been other people who've done research in the past that show things kind of like SmartFlex increase your strength faster than not SmartFlex. Mm-hmm. And we're checking our own user data now. And it, it seems so far like, like it does. Like you actually get stronger significantly faster through using it. So I use it. I turn it on for all my workouts. <laughs> Even if the coach didn't say to, I just turn it on. Um, I love Smart Flex. I love that there are moves that are really tough for me that I feel like it helps me get through and actually do the move with better form, especially like overhead presses. That's something that's really hard for me. And like whenever I put Smart Flex on, I can tell a huge difference that it's like I actually feel accomplished at the end of that move rather than, okay, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> So is that one of the features that you worked on? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the uh, sort of intelligence data science features. Yep. What other kind of features have you worked on that you've rolled out? We don't want any unintended secrets. I mean, we do. We do. We just don't want you to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. It's been four and a half years. So uh, let's see. Rep counting was maybe the first one. Rep counting and set detection. Oh, Um, Wow. But you know how the video kind of waits for you, right? At least part of that is based on detecting when the set is over. We recommend workouts and programs. That's another one. Okay. Uh, suggested weights, smart flex, all the dynamic weight modes. So spotter, smart flex, chain decentric. Wow. There's more. It's a lot. <laughs> Form feedback is maybe the biggest, most recent one that we launched. Muscle readiness. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. There's, yeah, there's so many good ones. I mean, yeah, it's like there's, a lot. <laughs> there's so much that Tonal does that you just I feel like I just would not do any of these exercises were it not for Tonal. It's just so much that I don't have to think about that was very overwhelming to me. And I know that's something pretty common that people say, but I can't say it enough. I am curious when you talk about like the rep counting and this may not be something you can answer, so don't get yourself in trouble here either. <laughs> but I know that live workouts are coming fairly soon. Is there anything about how rep counts are happening with live workouts that you can explain? It works exactly the same way. Really? Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, how mean, does I it guess. wait for you? Like, I don't understand. I yeah, like yeah, I'm sorry, like picturing. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all time-based. It's not going to wait for you the same. You kind of have two styles at this point of content. Okay. The kind that waits for you and then the ones that are more time-based. So live, like we couldn't, right? Like if people yes. were all moving at their own pace, we'd get out of sync. So that just yeah doesn't work the same so way. So it's more like, like a, as many reps as you can do, like an AMRAP kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like our high-intensity workouts. Okay. Uh, more like that. Okay. Yeah. So is there anything you've incorporated that you learned specifically because you're using Tonal? Like you're on the machine working out personally and you're like, you know what would be cool or you know what I oh, should yeah. tweak. Has that moment ever come to you? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideas for new features, but also just catching bugs, right? So all the employees are working out on test software. So I'm catching all kinds of things all the time. 
sometimes where form feedback, like this didn't ever get out to all of our users, luckily, but completely turned off. There was no form feedback. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not doing this right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it wasn't giving me any feedback. Then I went and checked. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's broken. Well, um, I can tell you that it works now. <laughs> like, good. Thank you. It never not works. So <laughs> I hear it catches Tom every time. I hear, that, yeah. I hear that bonk a lot. <laughs> a lot. Sorry. <laughs> well, you'd think he'd learn. You just talked about how people learn from this stuff. Is Tom's got to learn. <laughs> I will say sometimes the seated row for me, it always yeah. on my second row tells oh, me I'm not doing it right. And I'm like, I can detect no discernible difference between my first and my third row. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what I'm because it's like not like seated rows. I don't anyway, personally anyway, like I don't find it all that difficult. So it's not like mm-hmm. there are some where I'm like, I get the bonk and I'm like, I earned that bonk. Right. Like, <laughs> you're right. I know you're right. I did not row all the way right, to my ribs. Like, I'm just like, I'm pulling back over here. Like, how do you screw that up? But somehow I managed. So I'd be drowning in real life. So. <laughs> Well, you're not good in a boat, Tom. That's, I am not. That is a fact. Unless it's a Disney cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, that's the only then boat you can handle. <laughs> so I have a question. Do you like go check out like all of the Feature Friday stuff and see what people are putting out there? Have you been surprised by any features that people request? And you're like, oh, well, that is an interesting idea. So first, I definitely look at those. We take those very seriously. I always check them. I don't think there have been any that have been really surprising. Most of them are things that are on the roadmap. It's just a matter of like figuring out how to do it. Some of them sound easy, but are actually quite complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Give us an example of like something that seems easy, but it's like super hard. Because I know programming Uh, is like Uh, a lot more complicated than people can even imagine. Yeah. I I can give one, I guess. People want to make their own moves. Yeah. Uh, I see that one a lot. So it sounds great, right? They just want to think it's you just give it a name and you're done, right? Which sounds good, but interferes a lot with the intelligence, right? Because we won't know anything about that move except its name. So we won't know, for example, what muscles it uses. Like for SmartFlex, we won't really know how it's supposed to interact. So SmartFlex won't work that well. There's a whole lot of, like me, actually, we list out a whole lot of information about every single movement on tonal. So yeah, we would be without that. So that's a tough one. We're working on it for sure. We, we understand people want to do all the different things uh, that they could do anywhere else, but it's tough to incorporate that with the intelligence. That almost sounds dangerous if somebody can just like name it make anything. Up their own move. You know what I mean? Like they're like, I'm going to put the thing on my foot and then put my foot over my head. Like that's just <laughs> like you know. Like, it just seems like maybe we shouldn't be making up our own moves. Well, I think there's probably a happy medium, right? That it's like it can be done without in a dangerous way. And I think a lot of people, from what I have seen, the people who want to do that are people that are the opposite of myself, where they've had experience doing weightlifting workouts, and so they're comfortable in a certain environment and they're comfortable doing certain moves. But I feel like the follow-up question that you would automatically get by saying that is, is there some kind of database that you could put out there that we could fill in for you? Because we'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's what you're going to get. He's like, this is open source, people. (laughs) Take your internet hippie 
elsewhere. <laughs> like, this is all proprietary. <laughs> I didn't mean for them to program. I just meant for them to list out the moves and what they would do. <laughs> Brent's so, like, not answering that. Not asking you to point fingers, <laughs> although maybe you can't answer this question without pointing fingers. What's a dumb thing somebody wanted it to do? Oh, yeah. That's is it might have just something really, and you're just like, that's ridiculous. I won't call it dumb, but I'll say uh, there are a lot of challenges with voice control, right? Okay. So if you imagine talking to your Alexa, right? Yeah. Sometimes it gets things right. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. That, okay. So, so I just want to say. I to get it wrong while I'm under tension. Yeah. That like, is what so, I have been saying since people have been bringing it up. I'm like, that is so dangerous. We use Google, but Google gets things wrong all the time. Alexa gets things wrong all the time. Yeah. Siri gets things wrong all the time. So, like, do we really want you're lifting heavy weights and you want that to be the moment that it increases it by 20 pounds or whatever you want it to do? Or decreases it when you're not expecting Ugh. it and you go flying. Like, that could happen, too. Like, it's- are, th- are those the kind of challenges that you're running into? Of course, you take safety super seriously, right? So if you were to do anything like that, we'd have to be very sure that it was safe. And the kind of things that people ask for are like, yeah, I want to do something with the weight. Mm-hmm. Like, anything with weight, you got to be very careful about Yeah, I don't want to talk to my tonal because... I feel like I would hurt its feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get reprimanded a lot. You think form feedback's bad? It would be like, Tom, watch like, your mouth. That's inappropriate. Yeah, you guys, that's what you need for a form feedback. Tom, no. Yeah. <laughs> We would learn so much about our users if they could just talk to us through. (laughs) You would. You would learn a lot. A lot of things you don't probably want to know. Yeah, fair. Fair. (laughs) Now, how about for your own workouts? Do you do programs or workouts combination thereof? Lately, I've been doing programs more often, but I've gone through phases. For a while, I was doing a lot of custom workouts. And for a while, I was doing just one-offs. Yeah, I've been through all the different phases, but I like programs. It keeps me... I don't want to schedule. I don't have to think as much. I'm the same way. Yes. If I have to look at the machine too long, I'll come up with a reason to not do it. So mm-hmm. it's like I like yeah. to go down there. It's in the basement. That's why I say go, go down there and just be like, boom, next day. Don't even want to. He always picks out his next program the second he finishes yes. the program he's on because he's concerned that when he comes back for the next workout, he'll just be like, I don't know what to do. So I just won't do it. Yeah. Like I'll just, then <laughs> it's been 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, I got things to do. I, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's I my life. Tells me like, whatever the first program recommendation is. Like, yep. That one looks good. That's what he does. You know what? Because I trust the data scientist. <laughs> She's over there picking out stuff and going off menu. And ordering like custom hack Starbucks orders And I'm just like These data scientists work really hard honey And you should just do the next thing That they recommend That's science I cannot believe You are throwing me under the bus Why do you hate science Wow Wow (laughs) I like to pick a variety of things So I will try the other workouts And I like to intersperse them Between the programs I just remember the next time you do that You're on Brand's job Wow (laughs) I'm going to let Taylor know, too. I know you guys talked to him. Don't tell Taylor. It's just sweeping through the data scientist community. How you treat them. You're going to make them all hate me. Thanks, Tom. You're the one cursing at them. And I'm I'm the one nice as can be. And I'm getting the blame. This is what the algorithm has picked for me. And I'm comfortable with it. That's what I'm doing. Yes, it's true. He does. 
What about like the other content? Are you doing like the bar content or yoga or meditations? Do you do any of that? Yeah, a little bit. I tried a couple of yoga. So I like those. I don't do much yoga in general. So I was just kind of playing around, but I liked it more than I thought I would. I haven't done the meditation. I do actually meditate, but I just haven't done it with tonal, kind of have my own routine with that. And then I do a lot of mostly strength training and the high intensity ones are, are my favorite. So that's awesome. That's great. Is there anything that we as users can do to make a data scientist job easier? Yes. Never change your weight. <laughs> really? So if we change it down or up, does that like mess you guys up? I'm, I'm kind of kidding. So we track that, right? We very carefully track the percentage of people who do the weight that we suggest it. So if you just accept it, it boosts our numbers and it makes us look good. Okay. And actually, <laughs> if you change it, we learn more. So either way is okay, really. Okay. <laughs> I almost never change it. I got you guys really messed up the other day because like I said, I had just gotten back to a program, hadn't done it in a long time. My upper body is my worst area. And I went to go do the overhead tricep thingy with the rope. Don't remember what it's called. But when I went to go do it, it was like for some reason on like 32 pounds, which I don't think I've ever even done that move. So I have no idea what it was based on. But yeah, I definitely like moved backwards. I was like, oh, this is not happening. And I was like curving my back. So I knew my form was off. So I had to lower it. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one you have to, you have to be ready for it. If you're yeah. not balanced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any advice for people that are new to the world of Tonal? Definitely join the Facebook group. That is um, good advice. Kate's amazing. And that group's really active and fun. Listen to this podcast. Nice. <laughs> <Check>. <laughs> nice. Hold on. I guess that's the first time anyone's just... ever suggested that. Yeah. The, the thanks, Rand. So thank you. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> do a program, I would say, too. Like Get into a habit and a program will help with that. Yeah. Very good advice. Very good advice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us and answering our questions and putting up with my silliness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, where can people find you if you would like to be found? Or do you like as a scientist, like I don't interact with the public. Skew <laughs> the results. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I sometimes come out of the basement. So. <laughs> We're recording this uh, in a basement, yeah. so we can't judge. <laughs> LinkedIn, I guess. Just my name, Brant Belson. Sometimes I write stuff on Medium too, so I can go there. Just at Belson17. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Yes, we do. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is great. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe, and they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ClipOutCrystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Find the show online at Facebook.com slash Superset Podcast. While you're there, be sure and like the page and join the group. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep lifting. Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.